Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Joshua and today we're going to be counting down the top five of the most downloaded episodes of the live episodes this year. And when I say this year, I mean last year, because it's now 2019, so this is the best of the live episodes of 2018. So yeah, I did more live shows this year than ever before which was lots and lots of fun. Went to uh, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Haven't been to the other places yet, but Perth. Hopefully I'll get there this year. Um, so what we're going to do is count down the top five episodes, starting with number five. Now this one uh, is the latest, one of the latest ones from the Catfish season. So we did eight episodes at the Catfish this year. Uh, they were so fun. So much fun. So thank you for everyone who came along to those ones. Now, this one is episode 126 with Tom Gleason, Andy Lee, Peter Hellier, and Jess McGuire. This was heaps of fun. This was uh, what we're going to show now is the first round. So social me, me, media, mainly because of just the interplay between uh, Gleason and Andy Lee in this one. Very, very good. This whole episode's amazing. Uh, especially the story that uh, Pete tells about being in uh, Hawaii when the bomb threat went off. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that, and if this is the first time you've listened, go, oh, I'll just listen to the best of, go back and listen to the full episode. So this is episode 126, the fifth most downloaded episode of the year in terms of the live ones. Tom Gleason, Andy Lee, Peter Hellier and Jess McGuire. Our first game is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I'll read out status updates by you four. You have to tell me who you think wrote it. Okay. So your names are your buzzers. You can't buzz in for your own ones. The first one is this one. Responding to any question, no matter how small, with I can't answer that for legal re- reasons, really gives you an air of mystic. Pete. Yes, Pete. Oh. It's, it's, it's Jess. No, it was Andy Lee. No, Good bluffing there, Jess. Andy. I was going to say Andy. Point there so for Andy. Half a point because I was going to say I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Was it Air of Mystique to not Mystic? That was a bit weird. <laughs> I, I, I would have got it right otherwise. It really threw me off. <laughs> I, I, I actually misspelt it oh, on the you? Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm the voice coach on The Good Place. So oh. I'm, I'm nailing it, yeah. Very good. Okay, question two. If you're looking for a good time, do what I do and search the exact phrase... It's called free speech, spelled S-P-E-A-C-H, on Twitter, and just let the fun times roll. Pete. Yes, Pete. I'm sticking with Jess. You are correct. Yes! It was Jess, yes. yes. Point there for Pete. Did you see my acting then when I held the mic to my mouth like, could do it? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to throw you. I was trying to throw you. 
and it's because you had a lot of people saying you've misspelled speech. Yeah, some dude mansplained my own joke to me. He's like, <laughs> actually, it's spelled free speech. E-E. I'm like, the point is the idiots <laughs> that are like, learn the language and it's called free speech and they can't spell it right. <laughs> Dickheads. Anyway. I'm Twitter. Sorry, I, I was pissed. I was tweeting. <laughs> I, I... And that's why you blocked, Peter. <laughs> Continue. Question three. Alan Jones's apology rates an impressive eight on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard apology meter. Tom. Yes, Tom. Pete. You are correct. Just a point there for Tom. I just know his cadence. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just had that Pete feel about it, yes. you know what I mean? Like Federer, you study all the players you're up against. Yeah, I just yeah. know. Yeah, most of them anyway. So, <laughs> so which apology was this? Was this for the that how he spoke? Uh, it wasn't the N-word apology no. or the $4 million apology. <laughs> it was the recent apology for the way he treated the uh, the CEO of the Opera House. Yeah. What a, what a fuckhead. Anyway. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Question four. Damn it. I had the Travago lady as my preferred next PM. Jess. Yes, Jess. I think it's Tom. No, it was Peter Hellier. You played it, Pete. Yes. I thought it was time for you. No, it had a Pete stink to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cadence. <laughs> do I, do I, I lose a point? I, I was actually going to buzz in and say it was Tom. I forgot that point. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Travago lady. I think mm. she's. Very yeah, she's good. good. Mm. She's so reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the people who are cast as the reasonable person in an ad. The yeah. UE guys and I was gonna one. say the UE guy. Hi, look at me. I'm reasonable. You can trust me. I've taken a shitload of money for a giant insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most trustworthy accent is Irish. Well, that's the II net. Is that the yeah, II so net Irish guy? Yeah, and UE's got some Irish did some Irish work. Yeah, that's why most insurance companies will use an Irish person. Or a meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> The most trustworthy yeah. animal. Trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question five. The most alarming thing just happened to me. I had a phone call with my parents that was short, to the point, and then they wrapped it up. Pete. Yes, Pete. Tom. No, that was Andy Lee. Point there for Andy. <laughs> Has Tom, Tom tweeted yet? Tom's no. parents don't call him. <laughs> That ain't cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, next question, question six. Julie Bishop, Scott Morrison or Peter Dutton? I can't wait to see who wins the chance to lose the next election. I'm going to go, uh, Andy, sorry. Yes, Andy. Jess. No, that was Tom Gleeson. I put yes. it for Tom. <laughs> that was a big day for you on Twitter. Yeah, I, I went. I cut loose. Yeah, you thought you were going to... I love leadership spills. They're probably the only things I live tweet to. Yeah. I'm like the opposite of a Channel 10 viewer. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelorette passes me by, fucking the honey badger, no idea what the fuck's going on. There's a leadership spill. I'm fucking on. <laughs> I've got ABC 24 on. I've got a big bottle of red that I fucking destroy in <laughs> 10 minutes and I just start tweeting like a fuckhead. Because you, you also thought you might be taking over the mantle from Lawrence Mooney. You thought, oh, <laughs> Peter Dutton, I'm in. I'm in for my Peter Dutton I impressions. Thought I was, I was going to get a ripping Peter Dutton and get myself a contract with Triple M. <laughs> Ring once a week. Because Lawrence, when he ran out of ideas, he started doing Turnbull. <laughs> and um, I thought I could do the same thing. I could just cash in nine sweet months of Peter Dutton. Oh, uh, yeah, hello. Uh, <laughs> hi, uh, hi, Eddie McGuire. <laughs> this is Peter Dutton doing a satirical segment on Hot Breakfast. <laughs> Because you, you'd already cast Anne Edmonds as Julie Bishop. Yeah. And who, who'd you have for Scott Morrison? <laughs> Justin Hamilton. Justin Hamilton, yeah. <laughs> And the only reason I had him down as Scott Morrison 
was because he hates being sa- he hates it when people say that he looks the same as anyone else wearing glasses, oh. <laughs> despite no similarity whatsoever. So I, I never t- explained it to him, but I knew he, he would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Next question: Sex is good, but putting an electric f- but putting an electrical product back in its packaging the exact Jess. way. Wait for it, Jess. <laughs> Just the list no, I just truth. really like identified with that statement. Sex is good. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Agrees! Sex Continue. is good, but putting an electrical product back in its packaging the exact way it came out so you return it is the single most satisfying thing a human can do. Yes, Jess. I'm going to go Andy. You are correct, yes. Jess. A point there for Jess. She's off the board. Yeah. And uh, apologies to my girlfriend back then. <laughs> <laughs> she comes into the bedroom wearing something nice and I'm there with electrical products trying to put it back in the box. <laughs> Fold it down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you little beauty. Question eight. I'm going to start paying my taxes as chaotically as this government is run. Pete. Yes, Pete. Tom. Yes, you are correct. Yes, there yes. is. Yes. Point there yeah. for we know now that he's got a government feel to him, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Yeah, I do. Yes. I plug my own shows and I rip into the government. That's all I do on <laughs> social media. <laughs> Really quite predictable. A- and on Thursday you'll retweet this, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> Depends how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the live ones as much as the other ones. <laughs> I felt a bit sheepish there because I've only ever done the live yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Me too, I feel guilty now. Yes. Mm. Now you've been on them. Oh, have I? Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, early days. <laughs> early days. <laughs> Sorry, I got you confused with Tommy Dasselow. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> we might need to take a ten minute break, guys. <laughs> that was one of the sickest burns I've ever done. It almost sounded like a compliment and then it hit like the full weight of that insult as you imagined yourself being... Yeah. Now I know how Hamo feels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my new favourite thing is sitting at the bar and checking whose airdrop is on and then sending them photos of Jess. me with the caption... I'm watching you enjoy that drink. <laughs> you think you know who it is, Jess? Making eye contact, making it. You blinked. Andy. <laughs> She's got it. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I amused myself one night doing that. Did you really? Got very weird. <laughs> <laughs> People look around and you just raise your beer, <laughs> raise your glass at them. Yeah. You wouldn't be doing that in Australia, though, because everyone. I wasn't in Australia, yeah. right. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're in a bar in Australia, everyone's already turning around going, oh, it's. it's that's not true. I've had a spate of people taking photographs, screenshots of my hotspot. Oh. Yeah. What's your hotspot called? Tom Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my phone. I don't care. I just got my phone. It was my phone, Tom I'll Gleason's iPhone. I fill it out correctly because that's what you do. And now that's my hotspot. Hot it's turned oh. off now, but if you look for it, it'll be there after the show. I thought you were talking about the little patch at the back of your head. <laughs> oh. No. Well. Oh, Andy, what are you doing? <laughs> Andy, are you implying that I'm bald? <laughs> I would never. I'd never take on the burn master. <laughs> I apologise. One of my favourite things about being bald is watching the ads for... Curing baldness, because mm. when you are bald, according to that ad, you've fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> You're a massive failure at life. Yeah. Like, you know, they always say things like, get your confidence back. <laughs> Can you imagine how confident I would be with a full head of hair? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'd be a fucking nightmare. I'm not actually bald. I just deliberately pull my hair out just to take the edge off <laughs> my charisma. 
Because it is a family trait of you. Because I met your brother. Yes. Your brother's a very confident man. That's and right. he's got a full head of hair. Yes. And he, it's weird because you close your eyes and it's like you're talking to me. But it's him. He's, it's, it's, yeah, he owns a cafe in, in Dubbo. He sounds exactly the same Is it Dubbo? Orange. Uh, orange. Orange, yeah. Yes. But it's, ex- it's, it's uncanny, freaky. yeah. And he even roasts people. Like, Dill... Ro- yeah, he's ro- as confident as me, yeah. but without the talent. <laughs> yes. Isn't he? Yeah. So he thinks he's as funny as me, despite having no skills in that area. Well, Dill... Oh. <laughs> the David Brent of, yeah. of, the, of the family. Because <laughs> I, I was in the cafe with Dilruk, and Dilruk thinks of himself a bit of a coffee connoisseur. And so he was talking, and then your brother was like, oh, yeah, but the crema doesn't break. We get it to the table. And Dill was like, oh, what's, what's that mean? And your brother just fucking roasted him. Like, oh. going, you think you're a coffee? You don't even know what the crema is? Oh, fuck you. And just was like, in a service opportunity as well. It was like, he was actually, yeah, it was the best. <laughs> Factory well, Espresso, there you if go. you're listening, uh, <laughs> in New South Wales. Factory Espresso, Kite Street, Orange. It's doing a plug. Yeah, he's a new sponsor now. There you go. <laughs> Bye, Sherlock. You'll have to pay for that <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> he gave me a free mug too. So there you go. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, good. Kay. What was on the side of the mug? It says the factory, and on the other side it says I love Dubbo. No, I love orange. orange. I love orange. Oh, obviously, I also use it. <laughs> that mug did not work, did it? <laughs> no one walks away from New York thinking, oh, "What was it again?" An I love Milwaukee T-shirt. <laughs> no, it's New York. Oh. Our last question for this round. Sorry, but does the West Coast Eagles song actually contain the line, we're big birds, or did I mishear that? Tom. Yes, Tom. Andy. No, it was Jess McGuire. I point oh. for Jess, yes. I narrowed Sorry. it down. I thought it was Jess or can Andy. We just because move, I knew, can I knew we just move the fuck on right now, please? <laughs> yeah. I knew Pete wouldn't have been feeling that creative no. at that time. No, let's, it's cricket season. <laughs> <laughs> Now, moving on to number 96. Now, this one was the first time I'd been to Brisbane with the podcast, the only time, although I am coming back. So, March 16, here's a little plug. March 16, 3 p.m. doing the podcast, followed by the world premiere of Josh L Talks, my stand-up show. Tickets are $25. Go to joshell.com.au slash gigs if you're in Brisbane because this one... Yes, this episode, so funny. This is Daniel Sloss, Lawrence Mooney playing the ex-Prime Minister, which we even talk about in the episode, How, what day is it? You might not be Prime Minister. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull, Nick Cody and Mel Buttle. Very, very funny. I'm also going to play the uh, social media round in this one. But if you haven't heard this one, go back, listen to the whole thing. Uh, Buttle has some of the best stories ever. And Mooney as Turnbull is just amazing. It was so much fun. And, yeah, both Nick, Cody and myself were just loving everything he was saying. Uh, also, the first time um, Sloss has been on the episode on the podcast as well. So if you haven't seen Daniel Sloss's uh, stand-up specials, he's got two, uh, two on Netflix Amazing. He's such a great, great stand-up. So he's also coming out uh, this year with his new show X. So make sure you go and support Daniel Sloss. Good guy. Very good guy. But this is uh, Social Me, Me, Media. This one, a lot of fun to do. And also, I'd been kind of not inspired by stand-up. And then after the show, I did a stand-up show and it got me back into wanting to do stand-up again. 
So uh, thank you, Brisbane. You guys are the best. So Hayaba, which is where this is recorded and where I'm going to be coming back to. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Anyway, this is number 96, Daniel Sloss, Lawrence Mooney as XPM, Malcolm Turnbull, Nick Cody and Mel Buttle. Your number four episode of the year. Finally is a man who shares his name with a senior advisor at Permobil and a drug dealer from the UK who has a LinkedIn page. <laughs> really is, it says drug dealer. Uh, please welcome the Prime Minister of Australia. It's Malcolm Turnbull, everyone! Yes. Good on you all. Terrific. Uh, I've grown hair, especially for your podcast. Thank you, man. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here. I, I was going to... I thought the audience might stand up at the Prime Minister, but no, no one well, did. Uh, we don't uh, have airs and graces here in Australia, Josh. There's no need to stand on ceremony. <laughs> Would have been nice, but never mind. Um, <laughs> terrific to be amongst young people. Do I call... Uh, do I call you Malcolm time. or do I call you Mr Turnbull? What's no, you can call me Malcolm. Uh, you can call me Mr Prime Minister. But uh, I prefer Malcolm. Okay. Look at you all staring at that. <laughs> here he is, right here doing a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our country, Daniel. Thank you for having I me. I believe you're a very successful comedian. I'm not sure which one you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not the woman one. I've worked that out. <laughs> Um, I, I tell you what, I'm not the drug dealer one either, but occasionally, <laughs> on a Friday night, Lucy and I do like to skin up a fatty at Point Piper, <laughs> just to take the edge off after a torrid week in Parliament. So, absolutely, let's, let's get munted. So, uh, so, so, Daniel, Malcolm... Let's have a cookie. <laughs> Malcolm is the current Prime Minister, although this will go out on Thursday, so we're not sure, OK? <laughs> Well, of course, I'm the current Prime Minister. I think I've won myself some political capital with uh, the uh, by-election win in um, New England and Benelong, so I'm here for the long haul. And uh, you, you can be rest assured that I'll be Prime Minister on Thursday, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I'll read out a status update by one of you four. You should buzz in and tell me who you think tweeted it. Your names are your buzzers. Tweeted it or twitted it? Tweeted, tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> your names are your buzzers. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you will, uh, the point goes to the person who actually tweeted it. Okay. So the first one is this one. And for so I'm assuming you can't guess if it's your own one. No, no. please don't. Oh. Uh, we had some guy on. We had some guy on once called uh, Lawrence Mooney who did that. What a dipshit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> a real loser. Uh, <laughs> Where is he now? <laughs> Consumed Our by the fog of time. <laughs> Our first question is this one. Who wrote this? Melbourne is coffee, Sydney is white wine, Brisbane is jumping on a juice box you've blown up to make a loud Nick. bang. Nick. <laughs> yes, Nick. Buttle. You are correct. A point there for Nick Cody, everyone. Yeah. 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 I do have quite the way with my words. <laughs> Melinda, I've got to say that Lucy loves the Bake Off. Uh, <laughs> oh, she does. We think you're terrific. Oh, thank you, sir. And we don't sir. mind cooking up there at the Piper. Occasionally, I mean, we've got the staff to cook, but uh, Lucy doesn't mind beating up an egg either, making a meringue. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I feel, you know what this 
feels like. It feels like when you're at school and the teacher's teaching away, but then the deputy principal comes into the classroom and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, unlike the deputy principal, I don't smoke a pipe and I shower. So... <laughs> I should point out, Mel's the reason I'm on Twitter. We, when the very oh. start of Twitter, you were like, oh, you got to get on it. And it's ruined mm-hmm. my fucking life. Sorry, so thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm blocked out. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, there was suspicious activity on my account. Yeah, oh. he said something so, nice to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I cop this shit. I've never said anything negative in that regard. <laughs> no, they said there was suspicious activity. Change your password, and so I said, "Yeah, email it to me." But then it was to my old email address, which was crusher underscore daddy at hotmail <laughs> Hey, the the one before that was crusher underscore da- underscore man at hotmail So. <laughs> Somebody obviously had a, a job interview to attend. A bit of, <laughs> and then I didn't know the thing to that. And they said, it's all right, we'll send you a code uh, in a text message. And it was to my old fucking phone. So <laughs> just no Twitter now. No Twitter? <laughs> no, no well, this tweets. game's going to be interesting. Okay, so uh, question two. It's a shame you can't face swap your tedious personality and your lack of originality. Nick. Yes, Nick. Sloss. You are correct. There's another point there for Nick. Oh. Did I? I mean, it does, it does sound like me. Sounds like a bit of yeah. stoned tweeting to me there, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to suggest, because I'm currently high. <laughs> who, who would that have been directed at, Slosso? Oh, just fucking cunts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I don't, ever, I don't ever correct my friends on Facebook. Like, you know, they just do shit stuff. And you just, I'm, instead of just correcting you, I'm just going to go on Twitter and just hopefully you don't follow me there and I'll just call you out and you're... Tedium. Mm-hmm. So when so, you say you're attacking a bunch of cunts, you mean the Greens. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that joke. I don't, um, but I'm, I'm assuming it's satire. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm an attacking an environmentalist movement. <laughs> All right, next question is this one. When you speak, pull your head in. It's the Australian way. Nick. Uh, Sloss. Uh, yes, yes, Nick, you got in first, yes. Buttle. No, that was Malcolm Turnbull. A point oh, there for Malcolm. Shit. That's right. At... Big Mal Turnbull. Yeah. If you're going to insult someone, you pull your head in. (laughs) You fucking tool. Uh, You're a fucking tool. You've got to... You've got to get out of the way. Bit of a fucking dead shit. Hang on, Josh, can I check? Yes. Uh, When we're trying to guess, is there a mixture of Lawrence's tweets and Malcolm or just Malcolm? No, there's actual Uh, Malcolm Turnbull and then there's false Malcolm Turnbull. Yes. And so that's the confusion because... Apparently, Lawrence Mooney has a website uh, where he pretends to be the Prime Minister. Right. He doesn't know who he is anymore. So, <laughs> he's pretty fucked up. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. So, I'm, but, trying, to, I'm trying to guess Big Mel Turnbull's tweets. Yes. Big Mel Turnbull. Yep. Got right. it. All right. Question four. I've just had a thundering wank into a pot plant and Mel. personally, Harvey, I don't see the appeal. You dreadful pig of a man. Yes, Mel. Hmm. I'm going to say Cody. You are incorrect. It was also Malcolm Turnbull, yes. <laughs> but it's only because I love Australian fauna and flora. I, I often strap one off into a succulent. Um, Malcolm Turnbull's a bit of a grub. Yeah. No, I'm not. I just love... I'm not like Harvey Weinstein. I'm not oppressing anyone. I just love wanking on plants. <laughs> A Banksy arose, gets me aroused. Um, and my apologies to Nick for assuming that might <laughs> come from that little... What I do in my own time is my business. 
Now, I knew it wasn't one of yours because you didn't have Looch mentioned in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> or business class, or being upright. <laughs> Question five. Good on you, Nick. <laughs> Wedding speeches over three minutes should be banned. Uh, Mel. Sloth, fuck. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I forgot Mel. my own name. <laughs> yes, Mel. I'm going to say Why Nick. You... you are... You said Nick? Nick. You are correct. It was yeah. Nick. A point there for Mel. Yes. Yeah. You're just jealous because I guessed your boyfriend's tweet. <laughs> I know it. Did not. What, uh, what was the rest of the tweet there, Josh? That's uh, it. That's wedding it. speeches <laughs> over three minutes should be banned. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, when we had the uh, plebiscite vote and they changed the, the law, they should have put a few more things in it. Like yeah. like this. Mm. Yeah. Put it in, in, the, in the actual... Fuck, I know. Anyone that made a speech at my wedding, I said three minutes because Did you're going to do fucking seven. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. if you say five, it's going to be 15. Yeah. So yeah. Open strong, three minutes close top. strong, wrap yeah. them up, flash get the light, the fuck, fuck them off. Yeah. <laughs> People are there to get shit-faced. Exactly. Do, not do, do, do a classic old wedding joke too. <laughs> Your wedding night is like the Nullarbor plane, just one long route. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Many luck. happy years to you. Does anyone else here see a wedding speech and the person who's not isn't a comic getting big laughs and just going fuck? I wish I was up there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'd fucking kill yeah, I'm like, this put audience. Me up. Yeah, put me up. Let me do five. Yeah, that kills me when it's like some lame bridesmaid who's like, we all know Katie doesn't mind a bit of a drink. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I hate. Luckily, my wife's dad is a professor. He knows how to speak, right? But I've been to weddings where the, the father of the bride starts with, I remember the day she was born. And you go, the fucking whole life story's coming, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Her first job at the shops, a news agency. Goosh, fucking end it. <laughs> end me now. Okay. Unless, I, you know, you get very, very detailed. I'm a stickler for detail. <laughs> I remember the day she was born and her mum's vag was like a fucking roaring canyon. And, <laughs> and I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> Question six. <laughs> Just between you and me, when I hear Corey Bernardi speak about anything, I want to say, shut up, you dumb sloss. wog. But I won't, it's wrong. Yes, sloss. Mel. You are Mel? No, it was Malcolm Turnbull. Oh. 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 <laughs> I gotcha. I uh, <laughs> I'm not even answering these, and I think I'm already three. Am yes. I? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Ah, <laughs> oh, you fucking idiots. <laughs> People think I'm a bit of a prick, but uh, I've done a lot of things in my life. Hands up if you've uh, ever owned your own bank. <laughs> oh, yeah. So don't be too quick to judge accounts. <laughs> That's right. I did with Nick Whitlam and Neville Rand. Owned my own bank, Daniel. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Question seven. Rental agents are okay, but if I wanted someone who didn't finish year 12 telling me my house was too dirty, I'd just invite my mum over. Malcolm. <laughs> yes, Sloss? Uh, yeah, Malcolm going before me, I'll be honest. Really? That's very honest of you. Oh, okay, Malcolm then. I will say Nick Cody. No, that was Mel Buttle. Point there for Mel. Oh, I was going to say yes. Mel and I changed. I was going to say Mel. Thank you, Sloss. Yes, I am still renting, so <laughs> it's going really well. Aren't you you should own your telling? own bank. No. No, I, I don't own my bank. You know where my money goes? Uh, I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, where does your money go? It goes on Uber Eats. Right. <laughs> you know what? You'd be probably more economically advised to get on the GAC. Uh, <laughs> you'd eat less and have more fun. So, 
I would. I and would. spend less. Yeah, I reckon any tweet that has said my mum in it would be by me, just as a tip for <laughs> other panellists. Got a very triggering relationship with that beast. <laughs> she in? She... Oh, no. At least she never had is. A, <laughs> at least you had a mum. My mum left when I was nine years old. Oh, I didn't know that, Malcolm. Well, I'm not a prick for no reason. Um, <laughs> I am broken on the inside. So, let's move on. Question eight. My gran can tell the difference between a swift and a swallow from 50 yards away, but just spent three minutes calling me my brother's name. Malcolm. Yes, Malcolm. That's Daniel. You are correct. It is Daniel. Mm. Yes, point there for Malcolm Turnbull. So a swift is definitely an English bird. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, also indigenous, but uh, no one knows about birds here. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember any of these fucking tweets, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll just trust you, though. That was one of your most popular ones. Was it? Oh, yes. that's hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, Jesus. All right. I'll quit, too, then. <laughs> but a, the difference between a swift and a swallow also sounds like a very gay tweet, Daniel. Question at nine. Hey, hotels, I'm using Wi-Fi at 35,000 feet over the Indian Ocean for only Mel. $12. Pull your fucking heads in. <laughs> yes, Mel. Ba, ba, ba. Yes, it is Nick Cody. Yeah, it's the point there. Business class, bitch, what up? <laughs> no, it was an economy. You had to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Even what if it's about awful. flights or froths or looch. Yeah. <laughs> or a staffy now. They're your four yeah. pennies. Bang. Yeah. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> When you're, when you're flying business, Nick, do you sometimes go back to look at them in economy, <laughs> huddled together? I once uh, I, I had a bunch of points and I upgraded to a flight to the States and uh, a friend, Bart Freeband, comedian, his friend works at Virgin. He could have paid $200 to fly 15 hours in business class and he didn't, like a tight fuckstick. <laughs> and as soon as the plane took off, I grabbed pyjamas, put them on. It was 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> I grabbed two glasses of champagne, Bart doesn't drink, and I opened the curtain and went, yuck, why are there so many people back here? <laughs> Bart, where's Bart? He was up the back going, I'm here, bro. And I brought the drink down to him, then just sculled both of them and walked back to the front. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we Western all, suburbs. We all know a, a mutual friend who uh, was in first class and asked if he could use mm. the toilet in the economy and then went down and took a shit in the economy toilet and then went back up to first class. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got to remember to laugh. I like only Marvel. just found out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we eat. That's what we eat in economy is business class shits. <laughs> That's why the meals take a while to come out. <laughs> People up front have to back one out first. And our final question for this round. Sometimes the only thing stopping me from eating a whole jar of pickled onions is my fat fist. Nick. <laughs> Sloss. Yes, Nick. Buttle. You are correct. Yes. yes of <laughs> I love those pickles and preserves. <laughs> Healthy gut. Keep the gut in balance. Have your sauerkraut, guys. <laughs> Who doesn't love a pickled onion? Oh, I love the one. Best. I love them too. The best. So good. Even... Moving on to the number three episode of the year. Now, during the Comedy Festival, I did four shows at the European Beer Cafe, two at Max Watts, and we're going to hear now one of the ones from the European Beer Cafe. This was episode 101 with Sam Pang, Miff Warhurst, 
Melbottle again. She's only been on the podcast twice. Both of them have been in the top episodes. And Reese Nicholson. Uh, this one I remember being super, super, super fun. Uh, mainly because I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Sam Pang. I like hanging out with Sam. And uh, Miff had not been on the podcast either. So Miff had never done it before. Uh, Sam had it up once, but very early days. So it's just nice to get uh, new people on. And uh, yeah, so what I'm going to do now is a story about Buttle. It's from the Round We Are family. And this is great because I think Buttle and I have similar backgrounds. Our, our parents are both working class. They don't take anything too seriously. And that provides some very good stories. And so this is a story about Mel Buttle and her dad, Barry. And uh, enjoy your number three episode, 101, with Sam Pang, Miff Warhurst, Mel Buttle and Reese Nicholson. This one is called We Are Family. Now, in this round, we're going to meet someone's family. And today we're going to meet Barry Buttle, Mel's father. Yes. Bring him out! <laughs> Now, as a child, Mel would go on long car journeys with her father, but Barry had a way of making sure that Mel would never wet herself in the car. What did he do? Was it A, he would take a bucket with him, <laughs> and if Mel needed to use the toilet, she could use the bucket because he refused to stop at public toilets because they were making great time. <laughs> was it B, he would make her wear a diaper for the entire journey? This only stopped when Mel was 12 years old and Barry didn't want to have to buy adult-sized diapers in case the lady in the chemist thought they were for him. <laughs> or C, he would stop at every single public toilet, even when Mel didn't need to go, and force her to use it. Sometimes waiting up to 15 minutes until Mel forced a little something out. <laughs> now, you can ask Mel as many questions as you want, try and get the truth, but she wants you to get it incorrectly because she wants your point. You don't have to answer altogether. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. Well, they all constitute neglect. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, he's, he's, ex, he's ex-military, so if that helps with your clues. Uh, was oh, there was that was NASA guy, the NASA woman that did wear the adult diaper yeah, to she drive went all the way across the country. Yes, a, a spurned lover. A spurned she, lover. she wanted to... Uh, I appreciated the commitment, but it, was, it, seemed, uh, hmm. it seemed excessive. I've got a question. Yes, Samuel. Is your, was your father big on... Did he want to make good time or did he not care? Uh, well, these, it depends on the road trip. Like, if we were going to whiz down and visit the in-laws, he'd be like, oh, stop off at Newcastle, you know, have a, you know, a bit of a pie. I know where all the pie stops are. You know when boomers just know? Like, they'll just go 40 k's out of their way for a shit pie they could get from Coles. Um, <laughs> they cover you for 20 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Depending on the trip, I guess. I'm sorry I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help us at all, sorry. Nope. I'm, I'm a bit worried about the bucket situation because yep. if it's in the car and you're not allowed to stop so you have to in the bucket, yep. did it have a lid? No. <laughs> no, because then I, it would be my job to then tip it out the window. Oh. Oh. And the car's behind you. Yeah, oh. and the wind sometimes. <laughs> I so. hope none of them are true. <laughs> um... Yeah, with the bucket, I don't know about the bucket one because I feel like cars these days, like if it was a car that was made in like the 60s where it has like a lot of room, I don't feel like there's a way to physically do that in this the car. This was when she was a child though. Uh, it's not yeah. like last week. What does that mean? She could stand in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess... you Describe the bucket. The bucket. 
The bucket would change as per the road trip, but uh, normally sort of you... Not a dedicated wee bucket. No. 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 Oh. What, no. so sometimes it was like the cleaning the car bucket? Oh. <laughs> it was often an ice, a big four-litre ice cream container, an old Neapolitan. Well, that's, that's not a bucket. That's an ice cream container. Sometimes a it would be it. a bucket. What? What? A punnet. A punnet. A punnet of piss, the Mel Buttle story. Yes. <laughs> 2019 Towns Hall, please come along. Towns <laughs> Hall. Uh, um... Yeah, look, we did because we lived in Brisbane, so all the family lived in Sydney, uh, so we'd always be on the road, and you had, had to do a wee wee. And I'm a girl, so I'd just be with my dad. Mum would refuse to come, um, so yeah, dad didn't want to like take a little girl into the toilet, so he made up some other options. Look like a fucking pedophile there. <laughs> the other one was the, what, just wearing a diaper the whole way. Wearing a diaper, yeah. Put him, put her in a diaper. I don't reckon it's that one because just twelve is too late. I think. Have a think. Uh, about. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Unless you're an astronaut, then it's fine. Um, yeah, it's that one. No. no. You ready to lock in? Do they have to oh, make no. a decision no. as a team? No. No, no, no we make a decision on, on, on your own, whatever you think. You can ask the audience. That's why they're yep. here. We don't normally have an audience. We so can go 13, 24, 10, put it out to calls. Let us start. <laughs> I, like, I like that Mel knows the, uh, the number for Nova and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mel. You're welcome. What, are we, what do we reckon? Diaper? Bucket? What's the other option? Public toilet. Every public toilet. Every I single it, toilet. I reckon it's I'm public toilet. That. I'm going that. That's the least cruel of all of them. Okay, so... Although Reece having met Barry Buttle... Okay. No, he's a lovely man, actually. Reese is saying C. Miff is saying C. Sam, are you sa you're saying diaper or... Uh, diaper. I'm saying Oh, no, diaper. it's going to be bucket, isn't it? It's going to be audience, bucket. An audience was saying what? C as well. Bucket. Don't be the bucket. Don't be the bucket. The correct answer is the bucket. Oh. Yeah. Three points there for Mel. Yep. No deal. Reese was right. If you had the bucket, how did you? So no, you're not. This car's not stopping. How did yeah, you? Seatbelt off. You yeah, take your seatbelt off. You, you, you hover above. You slide the punnet below oh. you. There's a modesty towel for when I got a bit older. And then you piss into the bucket, right? And then slide it off to the side. Manage yourself. <laughs> I must say, listeners at home are missing a treat right now. <laughs> and that, that works your core, actually, holding yourself up there. Uh, and, oh. and then I would wait for the right moment while there was nothing behind us. And Paul Moon... No. See, I would argue there's no right moment for that. <laughs> Yes. I think his fastest time ever was uh, like we got from Brisbane to Sydney in like nine hours or something, or real quick. Like, well, what's he? Where, what's he doing? Is he just not having any fluids or solids? He's wearing a diaper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, he would. Uh, he had a rule. Where this all came from was his rule was he's only stopping for petrol. That's it. And if there's no toilet at the petrol station, too bad. Sort yourself out. Yeah. Hard man, eh? Yeah. Mil military man, did yeah. you say? And that's why he's made me the strong and formidable character I am today. <laughs> when is too old to call docs, do you reckon? Like, do you reckon it's... <laughs> uh, I'm 36, so maybe, yeah. Give, yeah, me, give, give him a tingle, yeah. So that was number three. Now, number two, also recorded at the European Beer Cafe. This one was very close to being the number one. Only 60, 60 downloads separated number two and number one. Uh, this one was so much fun. Like, this was the one after, of all the ones in the Comedy Festival, I think this one and the one, the first one at the Hi-Fi, 
or the Max Watts were my afterwards. I was like, oh, that was that was great. That was everything I wanted it to be. Um, and so this one is with Will Anderson, Andy Lee. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Again, another showing for Andy Lee. Beth Stelling, who I was so happy could do the podcast. Uh, I'm a big fan. Of she- Beth, if you don't know who Beth Stelling is, American comedian. She's really funny. She's got a special on Netflix as well. Uh, I think it's under the stand-ups, a half hour. It's super, super great. And also Durok Jayasinghe. Uh, and just the interplay between Beth and Dill and Andy and, and Will to an extent, but more so because Beth had never met. She'd met Will but had never met Andy, never met Dill. And just the way she kind of figured them out so quickly is so great. So... Dilruk, huge fan of both Will and Andy before he was even in comedy, and I think he even talks about this in this ep- in this round, which is going to be yeah, no, yeah. He, when I told him who was on that day, he he was so excited. It was very very nice to see. Um, I think he's told this before. Will Anderson was the first stand up he ever saw when he was working at uh, at his job as a accountant. He used to listen to Hamish and Andy every single day, so he loved. Both the fact that both of them were on, and just Beth and trying to get a, her like trying to understand Andy's story, just going, Okay, why is a guy this good looking doing comedy made me laugh a lot. And the fact that Andy's girlfriend was in the room as well also made me laugh. Uh, so this is Yeah, Nah, Yeah, episode 103, your second most downloaded show of the year. Enjoy. This round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. Now, in this round, I'll read out a fact about another person on the panel. Mm-hmm. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If it's a lie, you say nah. You ask some questions. It's like the last round, but you get it individually. So, to Andy. Mm-hmm. Now, when Dill was at uni, he was playing a drinking game called Queen's Cup, where you try and bounce a 20-cent piece into a cup. Being drunk and needy, Dill drank the cup... Hey, whoa. ...with what? the 20-cent in it. False needy. <laughs> So he drank the 20 cents. Yep. Having realised he swallowed it, his friends panicked and called an ambulance to take him to hospital. With the ambulance on the way, though, he realised he didn't have hospital ambulance insurance. So a friend of his ran to the computer lab with Dill's credit card to try and buy it before they got there. <laughs> Ask him questions. Oh, great. How was the ambulance ride? How was the ambulance ride? Yeah. Very, very panicked because it was on the one hand, I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. Mm. Um, secondly, I was just like... Were you choking or did you just swallow it? No, just swallowed it, because I'm, I'm, I'm a mad scholar. Um, <laughs> that's how I made friends at uni, because I was able to knock back pints in four or five seconds. Right, like, so good pretty... for a boat racing team. Oh, always yeah. the anchor. Yeah. Well, you always might not anchor. know this, Andy, but Dill recently lost almost uh, $700 in loose change. <laughs> <laughs> I was like one of those coin machines just paying out... <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, it was, it was freaky. But uh, be because, but also, I kind of, I think the thing you missed was how maggoted I was. I was super drunk. Mm. So in that moment, everything, you kind of sober up a little bit, like 5%, but yeah. really, you just start making some really dumb decisions and you're just like panicking. I tried to run out of there as well because I'm like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, just let me go. Hmm. Is this where I guess? If you, if you, you know, what do you think? I'm going to say yeah. It was nah. Uh, Point there for Dilrock, but it was pretty well done, close. Dil. You're very close. Uh, everything up to the swallowing of the 20 cent coin is true. That is. Well, you just I played a game of. We played a game of King of Queen's Cup, and That's I bounced it. Extraordinary, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I bounced it in the cup, and what yep. you meant to do is get it out and then scull it. But because I was new to the country, they said you got to scull it. I thought, oh, that's just what Aussies do. And then I swallowed the whole coin, and they're like, why did you do that? I was like, that's the game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so then the ambulance was going to be called, and I said, no, 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 I don't have insurance. Yep. Apparently, I do. As an international student, you have to have. I should have just got the ambulance. <laughs> but I was so panicked, I was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. And I just tried to spew it out. It did never. you shit it out? Don't know. So that <laughs> could be still there. It was 2004, and your, you know sorry, what? Your diet it? must be awful if you don't know if you've shat out right. 20 cents. That is. Because it's a big, so that's the big one. So the only lie was the, the ambulance. The ambulance. Yeah. Gee, that's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> I I swallowed a piece of Lego when I was younger. Oh. And which with what's uh, dimensions? Uh, it was a one, a grey one, fat grey one, not a flat one. That's a good flavour. Yeah. <laughs> and the doctor said to um, my mum and dad, "Don't worry, just make sure it comes out." And so, poor mum and dad. Yeah. I had to. I was. I was on toilets by then. Uh, but <laughs> I got downgraded back to potties, and the gloves <laughs> came on every time oh. I went to the toilet for my mum and dad to find this piece. They did find it. And because they're thrifty, they washed it, and it's uh, back there. Oh, you are joking! Not joking, uh, not joking. They had to finish that uh, X-Wing, didn't they? <laughs> you must have been shitting bricks. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Good night. Yes. Not yes. I think just ca cancel the rest of the run. You give the Barry now. Fuck it. Just... <laughs> it's a boring. Anyway, uh... Sorry, I know you're an international visitor. Okay, now so to deal. Yes. Now Beth's dad, his job is to dress up in a variety of different costumes and stand outside businesses, holding signs advertising different businesses. Oh. Some of his characters are Fat Lady, Pierre Le Frenchman, and Chef Big Buck. Chef Big Butt? Yeah, yeah or nah? Is, is that true or is that false? Chef, Chef Big Butt? Chef Big Butt. Chef Big Butt. It does not lie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fuck, there's too much to unpack there, Joshua. I well, feel like I'm these parents trying to get Lego out. Okay. Um, Alright, so this is a job he currently does or what he did when you were growing up? Currently. Currently and doing. And growing up. What does uh, a fat, fat Lady sell? What does she what sell? Do you, what, what, the that character one doesn't of fat get asked for a lot. <laughs> What do you mean? Isn't, isn't one of the characters Fat Lady? Yeah, it doesn't mean people choose it. He's got a cast of characters. And so then people call in, and they're like, I want... Fat Lady? Chef Big Butt. Okay. From three to five. And my dad's like, sure, you got a man out. Yeah. And it's always him. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else works for that company. And, and what then, okay, when he's so... Why would they choose Fat Lady over Chef Big Butt? Like, what's the... Why, why is there a range of characters? What type of why business would... you... Would... I'd choose Chef Big Butt over Fat Lady any day. What strengths does Fat Lady bring to the table? That's what I want. Other, Honestly, than, other than finishing shows by singing, what well, else? 
I don't really even remember what her outfit looks like. Oh, uh, it's not true. Fuck it. Uh, look, no, no, actually, no, I take it back. She's, divi- she's diverting, so it's absolutely true. You're going to say it's true? I'm going to say it's true. You are correct. It is true, yes. <laughs> What's going on? Okay, give me the real answers. Yeah, what, yeah, what, is your fa- what was the best character? There's truly no part of that that was a lie. No, yeah. it's all true. Um, wait, what's my favorite character? Yeah. Ooh, I guess there's a... F- I mean, he does a leprechaun in front of this <laughs> this Irish bub. Oh, um, uh, okay. That's, uh, Culturally sensitive. Yeah. That's he good. also does a fairly offensive portrayal of a Mexican in front of Tijuana Flats. Uh, <laughs> He's been doing it for like 19 years, so I yeah. feel like at this point it's on them. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk about Beth's dad. It's like a sombrero. It's like a sombrero and muscles mm-hmm. and then bullet strands. It's very... Well, well. So what did you, how did you get into that line of work? Um, I think he... Drugs? Yeah. No, no, no. No, zero drugs. He doesn't drink. It's a passion project. It's a passion project, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it just started his own business and he, he, he has all these... Yeah. And just the last question Go to about... website. Sh- chef, Chef Big Butt. What's going on there? I know. <laughs> it's fairly intriguing. I think it's my... I yeah. don't, I, that one honestly also doesn't get ordered a lot. Uh, so makes a lot used to. We could probably, <laughs> probably could use it a bit. I love how... Yeah, sorry. All right, so to Beth. Now, when Will was 14 years old, he was playing in an under-19s football team. Because he was underage, he didn't go to the best and fairest count, so the MVP count, because it was just a bunch of 18-year-olds drinking. Halfway through the count, though, he was 10 votes in the lead. The club called his house where Will was asleep and told him he had to get there. So Will raced around, had a shower, put on a nice shirt, and got his parents to drive him there, where he didn't get a single vote for the rest of the trip. <laughs> he then came in third. Yeah or nah? Asking questions. I would love to know what any of that meant. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know how far back you want to go, but um, my mum and dad did it with each other, and they, <laughs> they had me. Um, that was kind of the origin of this bit. Then I played this um, sport we only play here in Australia called Australian Rules Football, and um, as a 14-year-old, I was as tall as I am right now, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so it, that meant that I could play with adults, like, okay. you know, well, old, kind of older boys, and, and I was... Uh, uh, one year they were going to draft me to like play in the AFL, the proper competition here, but then I didn't get any taller. And it turned out, when everyone else got taller, it turns out my only skill was being taller. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so my dominance of the games <laughs> went away very quickly. But um, at this like event, the, this best and fairest, this league best and fairest, they counted all the one votes first before they went to the two and the three votes. So they thought, like I had scored like uh, yeah, a lot of one votes, third best player on ground. And they thought, we better get him here. He's going to win this thing. And then... Because they, no vo- they vote for every no game. No more votes. Yeah, right. so it's oh. like a three, two, one. Yeah. This sounds like my prom. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's true. You are correct. That is true. Absolutely true. Did not get one single fucking prize. <laughs> Just like the Logies all over again. <laughs> yeah, lost to fucking Elf Stewart again. <laughs> he doesn't even play in this fucking league, the Flamin' Mongrel. <laughs> okay, so... That's his team, the Flamin' Mongrels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, the guy I lost the gold Logie to, his catchphrase is, you Flamin' Mongrel. That's, his ca- that's who I lost to. Once, uh, when his wife's house was on fire on his TV show, uh, he ran out of the house and we, he said, we've got to get Elsa out. That's me flaming wife in there. <laughs> so, to Will. Now, Andy... So, flaming means something different here. No, it means the same thing. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. 
but also something different. Okay, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy interviewed Andy. Bono. Yes. And was super prepared and also super nervous. When he got in the room, though, he was immediately put at ease by Bono, who complimented Andy on his jeans. Bono then asked if his jeans were comfortable and what brand they were, and he told him, and Bono got his assistant to write it down. <laughs> Ask him as many questions the, as you the want. The details of this grew sadder. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what was going on with Bono, but yeah. I feel like it was flirting, so that's believable. Uh, Bono, uh, what was Bono wearing that day? Sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just ordered the usual again, which is just black pants, yeah. black shirt, and uh, yeah, his glasses. Yeah, because I don't. Do you know? Bon- oh, sorry. sorry, I've got a Bono fact. Oh. So Bono lives in New York now. Yeah. And do you know what he, he rides his bike around everywhere, and he dresses up as a Hasidic Jew and rides his bike around New York. So no, no. one. Yeah. So no one bothers him. He dresses up as a Hasidic Jew. Big, everything. I don't think people. Is that not a like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Big butt chef. <laughs> it's actually Bono. <laughs> the kosher chef. <laughs> the, the problem is that when he's on his bike, everyone still knows it's him because the edge is in the other town. <laughs> Come on, Edge, up the hill, he says to him. Uh, so, I, I don't, Bono doesn't strike me as a jeans guy. So, this is the bit of this story that I'm having a little bit of trouble with. Mm. Um, so, w- w- what pair of jeans were they? Were they these jeans? That what are wearing? these jeans? Similar pair, though. Uh, and I told him they were from All Saints, uh, which is a store that they, we didn't have in Australia. We were in Australia at the time when he asked. And Bono's assistant didn't have can like I a. Feel? You can feel the jeans, yeah. Just, they feel like denim. Just <laughs> <laughs> did, but did Bono's assistant not have like a Blackberry or something else that like they broke the. Literally wrote it down. Yeah, it was a, a diary, yeah. Like yeah. a <laughs> pad or something. I wonder like what that. else was in the diary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this does explain Go Bono. to Target. <laughs> Get his the, hair gel. It explains Bono's tweet from a couple of years ago that said, I still haven't found those jeans I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and the Barry has been taken off, Will. I did it. I on a countback. It's <laughs> now over this side. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say nah, because the reason is that if anyone who's met Andy Lee would know, you can't take your eyes off his beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be looking at his pants? like that theme. Um, <laughs> uh, you are right. Yes, you are correct. A point there for Will, but, yeah. But the, to make it even weirder... I wasn't even wearing pants when I met Bono for the first time. Oh, what were you wearing? Uh, the pants I was on in my undies. The radio? I was Just in my undies. Yeah. Because it was on the phone. No, I was um, Hamish and I, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, Close friend. Um, every Friday on the radio, we did Pants Off Friday, and it was a Pants Off Friday, and uh, and Bono, their their team had, had rung up on the Wednesday and said, "Can they come on the show on the Friday?" We couldn't tell anyone, and they said they want to meet us just beforehand. So we were about to go out, and we we're doing a show. We're doing a show at the My Music Bowl. And um, so we were dressed as sailors from the top half in undies from the bottom and walked in and met Bono and the Edge. <laughs> Is this when Hillary Clinton did the show as well? Was it Pants Off Friday for Hillary Clinton? I asked him to uh, bring, up, bring up Hillary Clinton so it looks like I know a lot of celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a separate time. <laughs> I just... Yeah. I just love that Bono saw with your, your pants on and I bet he said, there's been a lot of talk about this next schlong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. It's another great YouTube part. 
Maybe too yes. much talk. Uh, I go deep. <laughs> I was, I was, I was at that show. <laughs> you were at the show. <laughs> it was, it was your, it was your farewell, John Farnham, to us saying we're leaving radio. This is the last time you'll get to see us live. And because the show starts at four o'clock, my accounting job doesn't finish at six. I called in sick. <laughs> I'm starting to realise that Dill is Australian comedy's Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, the, they wanted to... It was kind of a strange thing. They wanted um, us to, like, be able to surprise everybody to bring them on. And Hamish and I had this idea where we will sing a song about how our concert was better than you two's concert. Oh, yeah. and, we're, and then the lyrics would be along the lines of, you know, they're charging $500, ours is free, and we were, like, basically bagging them out. And then, so we're explaining this to Bono and The Edge, and they start getting nervous. And it was really peculiar because uh, he said, well, what if, like, we come out, and the idea was he would come out singing We Are Better Than You Two in the chorus. And he said, what if we come out and everyone boos? And I went, you're fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not gonna happen. Um, yeah, and, uh, and we saw, they, they put a video up and we saw their video backstage and as Hamish and I sing this song and, 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 and yeah, ratting out them and, and Hamish made a, a joke about how Hamish's mum's glasses are better than Bono's and the whole crowd laughed. Bono's just looking at him and going, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> just before they walked out, so they were still nervous all the way up until walking out spoke to <laughs> So, the most downloaded episode of the year. Episode 102, recorded as part of the Colney Festival. It was recorded at Max Watts' House of Sound with Hamish Blake, Jason Byrne, Becky Lucas and Sean Patton. Now, this was so much fun. Uh, it was pretty much a dream lineup for me. I'd seen Sean's show that night. Jason Byrne is always very, very funny. Hamish was on the number one episode last year as well. And Becky is so much fun every time she's on the podcast. She uh just she's just super funny. That's that's a big thing. She's so funny. Uh, so this was very late. So, so I think it started at midnight. I think before I even got a question out, we're already twenty five minutes into into the recording. So if you haven't heard episode 102, uh, go back and have a listen. What I'm going to play you now is uh, a round of Yeah, Nah, Yeah. I was going to play you Who, 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 but uh, what tips you over the edge was Sean's story at the top, which is between this story and Jackson's story that I played last week in, about the uh, the pig, which I don't actually think I played the pig. I think that's was just in there. I think they're probably the the two greatest stories that have been on the podcast. So this is episode number 102. It's the most downloaded episode of 2018. Before I play it, thank you everyone who's been downloading the podcast. Uh, Please, if you're in Brisbane, come along to the Brisbane show March 16. If you're in Melbourne, come along to the comedy festival shows which are on sale now all of those tickets can be found at joshua.com.au slash gigs also if you're in melbourne i am doing uh my show joshua talks a brand new hour of stand-up first time i've ever done just stand-up no songs no pitches it's just going to be stand-up 
I'm super excited about it. So hopefully you guys come out and uh, support it because that's why I am doing it. And um, yeah, also if you want to help out the podcast, become a Patreon subscriber. You'll get bonus episodes every month. And uh, yeah, this year I'm going to really focus on doing heaps more stuff for the Patreon because at the end of last year with life getting in the way, I kind of was not as, as, as didn't keep up with it. So if you're a Patreon uh, subscriber, don't worry, it's going to be a lot more this year. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Enjoy this episode. Hamish Blake, Jason Byrne, Becky Lucas, Sean Patton, your number one episode of the year, episode 102, recorded live at Max Watts as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I get the point. So the first one goes to Becky. Now, Sean mm-hmm. once went back to a mansion with a stranger after a gig where she showed him a video of her naked with a firework in her vagina. <laughs> There's more. She passed out and as Sean went to leave, her husband came home and gave Sean a cheque for $500 to leave the premises and never speak of this event again. <laughs> So you met Russell Brand. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So I hope it's true. I hope it's not. And you just Sean just submitted that. <laughs> Wait, so, yeah, I know that's great. Yeah. Um, so you, you, where'd you meet her? Baton Rouge, Louisiana, after a very terrible gig. Louisiana. They don't have many mansions in Louisiana. No, though, do no. They? Baton Rouge is the capital. Oh, okay. It's where all the rich, corrupt okay. politicians live. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and how did you get her talking? We, the gig was awful. Um, she came over to me and said, I thought you were funny. <laughs> and then I said, thank you. And then she walked away. All right, story doesn't check out. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, burn. Is this a burn room? Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so you went back to her place. We, we she... did. Uh, she was too fucking wasted to... Uh, she gave me the code to type in the, to open the gate. It was a gated subdivision. And she kept changing every time. It was like, it's 4956. And I'd type it in, and then it would be like, eh. And then she goes, no, 4949. I was like, sorry. Eh. And then she's like, no, 4927. <laughs> to the point where the security guard just came out and like shined his light. And then she opened the door and went, yes, please, Scott. And got back in the car. And he was like, oh, okay. And opened the gate because he knew her. And then we went in to her mansion. Well, he knew that you were going to stand there for 10,000 goes. Yeah. So you might as well come in. Could, yeah, exactly. Fuck. And yeah, and then we got back into her place. And she had, she had it immediately in her pussy? No, she... Uh, if I can call it that. There's, there's so... Like, first of all, we walk in, in the foyer, the fridge, there's a refrigerator in the foyer, still plugged in, open, uh, with trash. Like, still on, emitting cold air. And just full of trash in the foyer where it doesn't belong. Doesn't belong there. Belongs in the in the U.S. We the fridge is definitely usually in the fridge or in the kitchen. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Babushka fridge. Right, yeah. yeah. There, there was a there was a there's a for extra coldness. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. For pheasants. Uh, there was a there was a exactly. There's a pizza box open full of uncooked ramen noodles, and which I still don't have an explanation for. Like, how do you even get to that point? And someone's like, let's fucking, I'm hungry. Ramen. No, never mind. Put them in that pizza box we, we're not using. Maybe a comedian will talk about this on a podcast in another continent. And then basically she was like, you're a performer, right? And I was like, 
yes. And she's like, I want to show you something. And she put in a VHS. She made me hook up exact. Wow. <laughs> Who are you? Who are, are you me? Are you me from then? Good noise. But yeah, she made me, uh, she brought me out. She was like, hot. And she gave me a pipe. Oh, no, she didn't give me a pipe yet. But she came out. She, uh, she had just a VCR, right, for cassettes. She was like, this is 2005, mind you. And she's like, plug that in, fix it. And I did. And then we started watching this thing, and she lights up a pipe to get high. And when, by the time she gives it to me, I'm like, oh, that's, that's crack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, that's definitely not weed. That's not weed. But, and then I'm watching the video, and it's just her. If you know David Mamet, it was her in the play Squirrels, right? <laughs> From like 20 years earlier. And I'm just sort of like, she'd hand me the pipe, and I would just hold it over here and then pass it back to her. And she'd take another hit, and I'm like, this is insane. And then the video goes, and then comes back up, and it's like a close-up of her face, and then it backs up to a, like, younger, and then close up, her topless on her back on a deck, and then it backs all the way, and she's got a Roman candle in her vagina, who's ever holding, lights the business end, and it starts firing projectiles, and the camera pans over, and there's about a dozen guys all dressed like Casper the Friendly Ghost, all of them. It's going, Aah! and like dodging the blasts. And she is completely just chill with me <laughs> seeing this. It's like, high on crack. And that's when I decided to leave. Okay, fine. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. Yes, it did yeah, really happen. Yeah. Point there for Becky. It's so fucking fuck. insane. If it's it insane. didn't. It is. Oh, and yes, her husband gave me $500. To never tell that story, <laughs> which I've now done internationally. <laughs> All right, now to Sean. Yes. When Hamish was a teenager, he worked at a video store. The first thing he did was type in the names of his teachers to see if they were members <laughs> and what they had borrowed. He discovered... Information is power. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he discovered his science teacher had rented Austin Powers five times in three months. Mr. Karras. Jesus. Yeah. Hamish thought it'd be funny if next time he was in science, he would play up. So when his teacher told him off, Hamish would say, oh, do you want me to, oh, behave? <laughs> I was in year 11. That was, this was before my pulled pork stuff made me famous. Hamish did yeah. this, and the teacher looked at him like Hamish was weird. So Hamish doubled down and did it again, and then the teacher sent him outside for the remainder of the class. Yeah or nah? Ask him as many questions as you want. I th of, of Shagadelic or crazy, baby. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, did you eventually hire a, a smaller actor to come in and play a version of your teacher? It didn't go that well. But it, <laughs> had, had, it, had we gone to a sequel, then yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Which, was it one Austin Powers, just the first one? Austin Powers one, this is 99, it would have been. Five times? Five times. That's Same school year? Mr. Karras, and there was a heavy rumour he lived at home. Okay. Still. And he was yeah. like a 45-year-old teacher. <laughs> heavy heavy rumour, unproven, because I could only see his house address, but... <laughs> Certainly seemed like the kind of guy that was going on a lot of dates. <laughs> did, was his mum the she, member? His mum was not the member, nor was she the password. That was, that was the other piece of, like, Five Eyes intelligence we had. We could see people's passwords. Could you see moments where he was plotting his next spy move in class? I could see moments where, even at that tender age of 17, I could see a, I could see a man who, after grading a bunch of science kids who just didn't want to be there, just went home and needed a laugh. <laughs> And, you, and not only that, needed a reliable laugh. Something he'd had before, maybe with Elizabeth Hurley in it. Give him a little, little laugh and a wink at Liz. 
<laughs> were you able were you able to get in touch with anyone at that video store you worked at later in life to see how many times he'd run it? Oh, if sequels? it's up over the hundreds? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or did he did he like phase out at the love guru? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did Myers lose him? Was it Liz or Myers? We don't know. We don't know. I graduated, I moved on. Stupidly, I left the store. Yeah. I would have been looking for the porn people, that the teachers that rent the porn. Yeah. Uh, That's well, true. You know, I mean, you could just, you couldn't search. I, it wasn't advanced enough. It was like an old DOS system. I couldn't, like, run Cambridge Analytica shit on it. I <laughs> 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 could be like, you know, Mr. Farwinkle slash, you know, Arseman 4. Yeah. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get correlations. Although the people that owned the, the video store, they're 15-year-old, because this was VHS, like, 99, we only had a few DVDs. Like... The kid, he was 15, he was always like, I'm going to go and clean. It was always me and him on a Sunday afternoon. He was like, I'm going to go and clean shelves. Because <laughs> you'd have to, like, clean the cases because they got dusty. Yeah. And he would just disappear into the adult section. And I wouldn't go up there and he wouldn't come back. <laughs> and he was, I think he was trying to perform for sector on himself up there because <laughs> there, was a hidden, there was a far hidden away corner. But anyway, that was, that was, that was my teacher's dirty secret. Five, five Austin Powers. <laughs> I, I was still listening to this other like what else happened to this other guy oh yeah the teacher I forgot about him so what do you think Sean do you think did yeah you, or nah oh, well, you got more questions? Did, did you pass the class yeah I was very very smart okay <laughs> the confidence in that answer tells me yes this is absolutely true this is nah did not happen point there for Hamish oh, that's amazing well done. elements of truth because I, I still, did, I did I still don't believe it. It's I definitely did, true. I did work at a video store, and the, the sun did definitely go and wank in the corner. Um, <laughs> but I really, all I did, all my, the main thing I remember from that video store was being there. Do you have Magnum? You know what a Magnum Ego is? is or is that an Australian invention? No, nice you guys know what Magnum Ego is? The king of ice creams? Yeah. It's a Magnum ice cream, then there's a layer of caramel, and then another layer of chocolate on the outside. It's probably about 5,000 calories, right? And I was like 16, 17. I saw them get delivered one Sunday afternoon. The ice cream man came. And the guy that ran the video, so like videos, we all knew they were on the way out. Like it was a failing business. And he'd just sort of given up. It was that video easy. And I didn't know anything about running a business, but I knew if 100 ice creams come in, you have to tell the computer they're in the building. Like he didn't even scan them. He just dumped them like in the ice cream thing. And I went... Computer doesn't know. <laughs> and so I was eating three to four Magnum Egos a shift. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And he was horny, baby. <laughs> I, <laughs> Hate do that. I, do I make you horny? No, my nah. pants said, you make a stretch and my button popped when I was in the new release oh. aisle. You have back me. Get away home. from me. <laughs> Man, it was that crazy. Yeah, it definitely prolonged my... I added like two, three years to my virginity. But look from at you my now. From my Magnum Ego obsession. When, when did you meet Andy? Uh, <laughs> at an ice cream rehab facility. <laughs> he was in there for Maxi uh, Bond yeah, and nice. we, yeah, we became buddies. There you go. <laughs> All right, so to Hamish. Now, when Jason was a young boy, he had a lazy eye and had to wear a patch for it. <laughs> His mother not wanting... <laughs> like this... Oh, it's That's so some sad. real human beings out yeah. there. <laughs> His it, mother not And it wasn't, he, by the way, it wasn't, it wasn't an eye that wouldn't get up in the morning or fucking make its bed. <laughs> it's, it's actual movement of an eye. It was it's just mooching. Like, yeah, it's not just the lazy eye got. I'm not working today. Stop <laughs> mooching off the rest of the head. <laughs> we can't see the audience, but I would love it if that R came from just a table of pirates. Hooks <laughs> <laughs> and parrots. Hey, lazy eye. All right. Or a squint. So his mother, not wanting the other kids to tease him, decided to draw an eye on top of the patch 
to try and disguise it. I'll do the trick, Mum. Jason's yeah. mum could not draw, and instead of disguising it, it was now a beacon for bullies. <laughs> yeah or nah? Also, solve that by drawing the tattooed coolest boy in school on his arm. <laughs> oh, handsome oh, boy to, written but it across was, his... It, it was, makes a pheasant story worse. <laughs> yeah, because now I'm seeing a little, little kid with but an it was eye like, patch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind. She up. didn't even try, like... So it was... My, my eyes are like, my eyes are, my eyes are tiny. My wife always looks, says they look like rapist eyes. <laughs> I don't know what rapist eyes look like, but she goes, you've got pissy little eyes. Like in a ra-. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> so my mom decided to draw a big eye on the patch with eyelashes. <laughs> big, beautiful like, cartoon Yeah, eye. like, so I was walking around with a big, big flashy eye. Like so, a clockwork so orange. The, yeah, exactly like clockwork orange. And the patch, like, sometimes they would put the patch on the glasses so you could take it off. But for some reason, my mother put it right over my eye. Was it a stick-on patch? Yeah, because the idea of, the idea of, of a lazy eye situation, squint thing, is, is horrendous, right? So what they do is, is that they put the patch over the good eye that's what happens. Yeah. And they make the lazy eye work. It's like if you're a twin and your brother is the naughty twin, he commits yeah. a crime, you go to jail. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's out, there, he's out there to have a think about what life's like without the good twin. Yeah, so, so the lazy eye is literally going, oh, I don't have to see today, do I? Oh, shit, I better go centre. I better centre, right? And the thing is, my eye goes in. It used to go in like if I got scared or tired, and, and now, actually, because it, you know, it's not fully fixed, it has a little wander now and again, but normally, if I'm horny, it'll go in. <laughs> so that's horrendous, yeah. When my wife has to see that in her face. Like my eye literally looking at my nose as I'm like making love to her. And she just, she looks at me and goes, you're going to have to get off. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get off. She's going, I can't, I can't go through with this with you looking at your, your nose. I'll get the patch. Yes. <laughs> it's 20 years old, but it's still got the pretty eye on it. Well, what I do instead is I just put, I just put eye patches on her face. <laughs> so she doesn't have to look at me. I mean, that comes from a place of, of raw, raw yeah. experience. I think that's true. You yeah. are correct. That that's was true. Oh, yes, yeah, point there Yeah. It's too beautiful. Yeah. Very true. All right. So to Jason now. Yeah. The worst Christmas Becky ever had was when her stepmother ran over her and her sister's seven puppies. God, the efficiency. Becky... <laughs> That's going to save Ville. a lot of money. In, in one go or backing up? Back. <laughs> do they not, like, scatter? There's uh, more. Do you have to finish, oh, yeah, give the rest. finish sorry, sorry. Becky still remembers quite clearly, along with her sister, having to walk them in buckets to the front lawn and bury them. Now, this is a comedy, so let's keep it upbeat. Okay. Wow. Uh, so, Funny what, kind of, what kind of carriage did stepmom have? Uh, she had a Lexus. Oh, so like a Jeep thing? Mm. Uh, no, yeah. just like a sedan. Oh, so, so a long so, sedan but, So thing. gout could affect her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were the puppies in a basket or something? The puppies, uh, my, so my dog, our dog had... Um, I didn't live with my dad a lot, but they, it was their dog. And uh, she had puppies, and the puppies in the hot, it was a hot summer, so they used to sleep behind the wheel of the car on a hot day, because it was. Oh, the shadow of the wheel. The shadow of the wheel, and our house didn't have aircon, so one at Christmas, my gra- um, my sorry, my stepmom was cooking garlic pl- prawns. She forgot the butter, so you need butter. So <laughs> she <laughs> she jumped into died. the car. They and died for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
she jumped into the car and just forgot like every other time she makes sure they're, they're gone but this this day she was just so stressed about the garlic prawns and the butter Christmas. and the moistness of the prawns um that she just jumped in and she went and just crushed seven puppies i just so the question already... here is am i a sicko who just made this up for a comedy podcast or is yeah, this I... a story that becky gave me for a comedy podcast well <laughs> no one, Becky, she probably just gave that to you. <laughs> but I think that I think seven's too many to try. I could never run over seven puppies because even if it what's, was a, what's your PB? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he prefer to know them and crush two. Yeah, <laughs> know them yeah. well. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard. I mean, it'd be a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Going around a driveway trying to get the little shits. Yeah. Like, oh, there's one over there and there's still one. What type of dogs were they? They were, um, they were mutts. So, like, rescues. Seven mutts. So, like, kind of crossbreed. <laughs> yeah, like, just kind of. So, what was their mother? What was the mother? The mother was, like, a lab cross something. And, yeah. the do- and she just rooted some dog up the road. <laughs> so. <laughs> like it was, yeah. They were like not like beautiful puppy, but they were cute. You know. Did puppies. she not? Did your stepmother not hear the screams as she went over them? Yeah, that's why she stopped. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped after seven. Well, it she was went, sort of. Oh dear! Oh, 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 oh! Whoops! Oh dear! Oh, oh, whoops! Better advice. Oh dear! Now there's nine in there. Better. Yeah. There's just more puppies. Yeah. I mean, the lies that there were more. You're forgetting how quick Alexis moves. Like this was one go. Yeah, true. And she's like, this suspension, this handling, what a sedan. That's. I. I mean, I'm. I'm praying it's not true. <laughs> I mean, if, I'm, I'm hoping, but I'm not hoping, but I'm going to probably guess it's probably one and not seven. So, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say nay. It's it, not. It was, yeah, it was a true story. Right there for Becky. Seven of them? Seven. But hang on, I still don't understand how they all stayed in one place, so they deserve to die, the fucking idiots. <laughs> Why didn't one of the way they all run so off? So how, how old were you in, when this happened? I was, I was like 19. Oh, man. How, I mean, it no was about my little yeah. sister. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's no good well, age. How old, yeah. well, my, they had to carry them in buckets to the sisters, front lawn. My like, little sisters were seven and five. Oh, there it is. And they there loved puppies. <laughs> Who doesn't? With that yeah. night, did, was there sort of an awkward silence as the song? So this is Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And what have you done, Mum? Totally. And then, <laughs> what and, have you done, Mum? Yeah, exactly. They were so mad, as you can imagine. Yeah. So they just like and it was yeah, there was like carols playing. They're like dun 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 dun. I was like, get the bucket. <laughs> and they had to like put them in, and then we held a beautiful service. So did it. Did the, did, the, did the female, the mother dog come home from having a nice Christmas shop and go, yeah. kids, yeah. Yeah. I'm back from the shop, kids. I and mean, then they go, no, they're all dead. Yeah, they got I mean, run over dogs by don't Alexis. shop, dude. Exactly. So in, she in, was just Do you know there. what? It's in that co- Pixar movie you grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> what, a crazy, what a crazy world, you know, gain a Jesus, lose some puppies. What yeah. a day, what it's a, a day. What it's a, a good day. ad for Lexus, though, you know, Lexus. Yeah. Get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll run over uh, seven puppies in one reverse. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, can I just say, the garlic prawns that you were very moist. Yes. So you get the butter. <laughs> Good night, man. <laughs> <laughs> this 
podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.